7.09 now. European budget airline Ryanair says the COVID-19 pandemic has wreaked havoc on its earnings and its warning travel is likely to be affected for years. Most airlines are in the same boat. To discuss the struggling airline industry, we're joined this morning by airline passenger rights advocate Gabor Lukacs for his insights. Good morning, Gabor. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. So, you know, obviously you can't look into the future and know for sure, but with the way things are right now, it doesn't look good for airlines for the very near future. The biggest risk challenge for airlines in Canada is their refusal to provide refunds. Because if they consider, if they go down this path, they will have no passengers. So if they don't, if they don't refund, the passengers will have a backlash and won't fly with a specific airline? There's already a strong backlash. Um, with Canadian Airlines, where passengers who actually uh, have paid the airline, given their airlines their hard-earned money, and now in such a crisis are not getting back their money even though they get no services back. Mm-hmm. These people are getting very upset, and they have the right to be upset, by the way, and uh, they have no plans to fly in the near future. When you look at south of the border with the U.S. Department of Transportation having enough wisdom and common sense to enforce the rights of passengers, the fundamental right to a refund, and if airlines like Delta, who has been reasonably good with providing refunds, people will be voting with their money, with their money, with their wallets. To be the devil's advocate here, Gabor, I mean, you know, you've you've paid, you didn't get the trip, but they've given you a credit in most cases. So isn't that enough? I mean, if you wanted all the airlines to give back the money, that might bankrupt a good portion of them, yes? That's a false statement to begin with. It will not bankrupt there. If you look at Air Canada's balance sheets, the Air Transit sheets, they have more than enough money to provide refunds, at least on the short term. More importantly... If you go and buy a car and they somehow don't have the car that you agreed to buy, will you take a voucher? And will you, are you willing to wait a year or two to be able to buy a car and at a higher price? Because you have to bear in mind that the prices will be higher when you will be flying again. So if you had a trip, say, to uh, New York for $100, or sorry, $1,000, $500, whichever price you say it will be probably the double by the time you will be flying again so it's not that you are going to get a trip to new york a year later which is already bad because you cannot use the money in the meanwhile but rather you're going to get half the trip and you have to pay again the same amount you have paid to get your trip i mean obviously you don't want to say survival of the fittest but within the market that we're in if we have options those standout airlines that won't give refunds uh, could be the ones that, that uh, are no more. I mean, isn't that just the, the fact of life when it comes to business? And, you know, um, in terms of the airline industry, the aircraft are not going to disappear. The crew are not going to disappear. Well, the people who may disappear is management and the shareholders. And I will not be crying over them if they cannot manage a business in a way that it respects the law. The law has been and remains in Canada that as a passenger, you are entitled to a refund. If those managements, if those corporations think that they can run a corporation to, by breaking the law and pocket the profits, they have to think again. There will be other airlines from the ashes, perhaps, of those that go bankrupt. Also, in practice, what would likely happen is a so-called CCAA process, which is a kind of large corporation restructuring procedure 
where the creditors may have to take a haircut. Those who uh, signed leases with airlines for aircraft, those leases were signed at a very high price, assuming that you can make uh, 14, 16 hours of use of the aircraft and lots of revenue from that. It was not priced based on today's realities. So those re- re- agreements, those leases have to be renegotiated. And perhaps a, a mild form of bankruptcy like the CCAA is what is needed for the whole industry to have a legal way to renegotiate those contracts that made perfect sense before COVID but don't make any sense now. And maybe in the end bring down some prices for the travelers for sure. But I mean, really, we don't have that many options, particularly here in Canada. So our memories are short as humans, Gabor. You've got to admit that, you know, if we're annoyed by one of the airlines that perhaps isn't giving us back our cash right now, but gave us a credit, eventually we're going to have to fly with them again if we want to travel. Not necessarily, not if you're flying to Europe or if you're flying to the States or if you're flying to uh, Asia. There are other options we have to remember. And uh, passengers will have a long memory for airlines that stole their money because what is happening now is a form of theft. It is your money. So, you know, I can have all good reasons why you should be handing me over your car and the food in your fridge. Perhaps I don't have food. Perhaps I need your car better than you do. But the fact remains it's your car and your fridge. If I forcefully go into your apartment, take food out of your fridge, if I by force take your car, I'm simply a thief. The airlines are doing the same behavior. So they are saying, oh, we'll go bankrupt otherwise. But it completely ignores the reality that hundreds of thousands, not millions of Canadians are experiencing, which is dire hardship, dire financial hardship as a result of the situation. People are out of jobs. People don't know how they will be paying for groceries, for bills, for mortgages. They need that money back and they need as much, in fact, way more than those large corporations need it. Yeah, but before we let you go, uh, the, the question is, is something we, I want to like to revisit from you a month ago when we spoke with you with restrictions easing and uh, more flights uh, being booked across the nation. Are you comfortable at this point uh, hopping on a flight, uh, for example, within our country, the flight to Toronto or whatever it might be? I would not get on a flight at this point. For, first, I would not buy tickets from those Canadian airlines that are stealing the public's money. They are not honorable businesses. I would not give my money to them because I see no guarantee that if for whatever reason they have, the flight is canceled, I'm going to see back my money. I will also not be flying in the current situation unless absolutely necessary for pure health reasons. You don't have physical distancing on board. Again, use the greed of these airlines. And uh, there is a risk in a current situation that you may get contract, you may contract um, COVID-19 on your way back or on your way there. It's not worth it. For now, I would recommend everyone to have only essential, absolutely essential travel, even within Canada. Never holding back. Love chatting with you, Gabor. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. That's Gabor Lukacs, airline passenger rights advocate. And he says it like he, you know, that's why he's an advocate for Mm -hmm. us as travelers. So, you know, interesting philosophy for sure. The airlines are stealing from us. And I know there are a lot of people who certainly feel that way yeah. because they want their money back. He is super passionate. Yeah. But, you know, to your point, Sue, like when, when both are up and running, is it not a case of... So if you had to go to Toronto to visit family... What choice do I have? And it, well, yeah. And if I've Air, got two. And if, if, if you were upset because WestJet didn't refund your money or whatever it might be, whatever airline, let's just use WestJet as an example, say, okay, I'm going to fly Air Canada. 
but Air Canada was 700 round trip and WestJet was 400. As, as, what are you going to do? The way I'm going I, cheaper. That's the way I work. 100%. It's a tough one anyway. Yep. I love Gabber, though. Great discussion. So much fun. 717, time for helicopter traffic for West District by Truman. A mix of unique single-family homes, townhomes, and condos. Not too bad of a drive. If Star Trail is on your route this morning between Glenmore and uh, 16th Avenue, city problem for you. Eastbound lanes of Bow Trail and 17th Avenue dealing with that glare factor, but overall volume-wise, a great route into downtown. There are continued lane closures in both directions of 17th Avenue between 14th Street and McLeod Trail to help out with physical distancing, so keep that in mind. Otherwise, though, 14th Street, great option into downtown, a 15-minute drive from Country Hills Boulevard into the Beltline. There will be lane closures uh, starting up around 8.30 this morning at 11th Avenue, just south of 16th Avenue there. That'll be uh, continuing until 3.30 this afternoon for construction. Crochelle Trail, also great uh, as you head out of the northwest, 10 minutes from Stony Trail down towards the Bow River construction zone. Already earning PC optimal points on groceries and health and beauty. Well, you can earn even faster when you fuel up at Esso and mobile stations. Visit pcoptimum.ca for details. Up in the 770 CHQR traffic helicopter, I'm Freddie Howard.